Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoint's Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point, now listen to the counterpoint. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We're coming at you on December 22nd, 2021, just a few days before Christmas. So this is sort of our Christmas edition show, I guess. Uh, but before we get into any of that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. My name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Uh, so uh, we're talking about Christmas, and boy, I tell you, it looks like Manchin just filled Biden's stocking with a whole big lump of coal. <laughs> So with uh, he just really took a crap on his uh, uh, build back better, <laughs> said that uh, that building is going nowhere uh, on that plan. And, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was, uh, um, well, one, a, a, a huge amount of cost, I guess, you know, that was obviously a big issue, uh, tying in a whole bunch of uh, sort of anti-fossil fuel legislation, um, you know, so, sort of uh, greenhouse gas type regulation, and just a, a lot of things, too, that just sort of uh, a little bit of greenwashing, maybe, too, you know, uh, quite a bit of it. Uh, but, uh, you know, Manchin, this is one of the issues, you know, you get uh, 50 senators, uh, and they all don't think exactly alike, even if they wear the same party label, and, and uh, Manchin comes from a I believe a coal state so you know this is uh uh something that he just wasn't going to go along with and he said pretty much just not going to support it uh so uh, you guys have any thoughts on this one well mansion mansion is from west virginia which is indeed as you said a coal a coal state and um i think throughout this process i think over the last three four months he have made his positions quite clear i mean he's He's truly a moderate Democrat, unlike unlike the claims of Joe Biden, who claimed to be a moderate Democrat, and yet he's produ producing all this left-wing socialist garbage that he calls Bill Back Better. But Manchin had made his position very clear. He didn't like the gimmicks that they were using to get the cost down to, I mean, we're talking in the trillions of dollars here, okay? But they had gotten it down to 1.75 trillion and they use a bunch of gimmicks to get it down there. The true cost of it, really and truly, if if, if you go by the ten year ten year projections, is was more like five point something trillion dollars. So well, and, and Leon, like the gimmicks. Leon, told them some of the programs are meaningless. Some of them need to be mean tested. Some of them need to have work requirements. All of this thing he made <coughs> very very clear, and I have to give him a little bit of props for sticking to his guns on this. But suddenly, when he said that he can't go any further, he had been negotiating with both the White House and with, the, uh, with Speaker Pelosi. When he said that he cannot go any further than he, than he is where he is right now, everybody is surprised. Why? Why are you surprised? He told you what, is, what, what he wanted to do, what he was willing to do. But you're in a 50-50 Senate. And the Democrats thought they could ram everything through. It don't matter, they'll beat up everybody until they come around. Well, no, Manchin said no. Now everybody having this big meltdown, people talking about Manchin don't care about poor people, he don't care about people of color, he don't care about 
he lied to the president and everything everything under the sun they're now saying about Joe Manchin I mean I'm glad the pos of, of the position he's taken because all the social spending will do nothing but further destroy the our economy our economy is trying to recover right now but it's a bit fragile but these left-wing people they're gonna keep on pushing on, on they're gonna try to get something out I guess but I think it's a very good thing what you imagine is trying to do right now I really do well, Leon I just want to jump in real quick too you uh, thrown out all those costs and I thought too that early on Biden and the Democrats were trying to say this thing was free for itself too so I mean we've just had all kinds of stories but now I'll let you guys get back to commenting on I just uh, couldn't help but throw that one out well it is free because they are just going to monetize it all through the through the central bank who is the central bank is going to um, just create that money out of thin air and so that's as far as the economic uh, knowledge of, of your typical liberal extends and so if it's just created out of thin air there's no downside it's all a self-licking ice cream cone it's it's all a perpetual motion machine that just uh, needs no input and just gives you total output, uh, no no uh, downside whatsoever, according to uh, because the the economic brain of your typical liberal is uh, uh, stops right there. I mean, once the money's on the table, and uh, the central bank provides it. Um, it doesn't cost anything. I mean, what do you what are you silly? Uh, you think that a taxpayer is actually going to have to reach into their pocket and pay for this thing? No. Well, yes, in a way, because they're going to have massive inflation from it, continuing, and who knows where that will end and how and if it will um, ever uh, end up costing uh, the the currency uh, devaluation to to a point where. It, it crashes the currency. I mean, you know, that's what everybody that thinks beyond this uh, monetization is worried about, including apparently, because he mentioned the debt, this uh, Milchin guy, who I am very pleased to see is taking some of the principled heat away from Tulsi Gabbard, even though Tulsi is no longer in the government. You couldn't help yourself, huh? You could not help yourself. Uh, one of the, uh, the big concerns that Manchin had was well have i should say was um the um the effects of pumping all of this money into the economy these created dollars as as tim rightfully pointed to of its effect its its effects on, on on inflation we're already going through some terrible some terrible inflation inflationary times right now and this will just add to the problem and this was one of his big concerns and i i, I think um it, it is a legitimate concern that that he has, and and the Democrats seem oblivious to it because they just want to move full steam ahead. But I hope he hold he hold he hold his ground, and and well, and we just could get rid of this build back better nonsense. Well, the average Would American it? that votes for a Democrat's got the same level of economic knowledge generally. Now, there may there's exceptions, I'm certain. But uh, yeah. as as the average Democrat who, who if I, if I was serious about this and not totally uh, sarcastic, I would say that um, these Democrat politicians know exactly what's potentially uh, the downside to this. But they don't want to mention that because their constituents 
um, even dumber than they are regarding economics, are uh, going to vote for them because they bring home the bacon. Even though the bacon does not come from a pig, the bacon comes from the central bank and the, at the Eccles building. And so there you have it. Well, you know, it's, it's funny, too. You had mentioned uh, uh, that, uh, you know, Manchin was taking the heat away from Tulsi. But, you know, it is funny. There are apparently some other Democrats out there who are uneasy with this as well from, I guess, the purple state Democrats, you know, and they're, uh, uh, I, I think, uh, cinema and uh, some of these others have, yes. have uh, <laughs> I guess, said that, <laughs> that in some ways they're kind of grateful that he's done this because then they don't have to go on record with, yeah. <laughs> with their voters is uh, making a decision one way or another to, to vote for right. this thing. So. Such, such bravery being shown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right, Jason, because Cinema, who is a, from Arizona, a Democrat, she has some concerns about it, but, you know, of course, she was hiding behind Joe Manchin. And also Testa of Montana, also a Democrat from a, a Democrat from Red State. He, um, he also is hiding behind... Um, behind a mansion, but they, they all have expressed concerns at some point or the other about the, the size and the scope of, the, of this bill. Okay. Well, you know, uh, it, this kind of brings us up to the next subject, I think, and that's uh, speaking of uh, sort of mythical ideas about, you know, these uh, mythical figures who just deliver all kinds of free goodies. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Santa Claus. We're sort of in that... Uh, uh, time frame of the year, and uh, with respect to to uh, Santa Claus, is he really kind of a uh, you know a conservative icon? Is he somebody who would give, I guess, more um, you know uh, reverence to conservatives, liberals, or or does it really matter? I guess, and I you know I, I saw this one cartoon in this article, and I thought it was kind of <laughs> kind of funny because they they get along, uh, they, they they essentially home in on some of the things that might attract either a liberal or conservative to Santa. And so some of the uh, liberal ideas are, okay, he gives out free stuff. So we all knew that. <laughs> Aside from the fact that he dresses in, in uh, you know, red, which maybe might attract him to some of the, you know, traditional commie countries. <laughs> Big red leader there. But uh, um, he, uh, you know, apparently he only works one day a year. And, um, you know, apparently, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, like lefties, I guess, uh, you know, that they have this sort of childlike belief in his powers, <laughs> like their children have this, or their childlike belief in his powers. Now on the conservative side, you know, I guess they say, okay, he's an old white man, uh, you know, okay, well, whatever, I guess lefties would, would think that, <laughs> but, um, uh, he, he does try to decide whether or not you are deserving by sit, making a list of whether you're naughty or nice. Um, so he actually makes stuff instead of taking things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, you know, he, he really, uh, supports the coal industry by, you know, dumping coal in all these, you know, uh, bad kids stockings. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, uh, employs some, uh, labor up there at the North pole, which I guess is a big deal up there. And, uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, um, his, uh, you know, he established his workshop in a land with no government, which should really appeal to libertarians. So you guys have any any kind of, you know, just sort of knee-jerk reactions to Santa Christmas? and Yeah, I think he, has, he established a workshop in a land with no government so he could uh, get by with employing his skilled labor without paying them, I think. I don't know. Does he just pay them with cookies? I think Mrs. Claus just pays them with cookies. 
and uh, I'm not so sure uh, that that would be a good thing because it's it's bad for their health, and uh, you know to just eat cookies. But <coughs> apparently, it works. Well, well, I, I I have a real problem with Santa Claus, okay, because Santa, Santa Claus giving away free stuff, okay, and that that, that that's a big problem. That's that that's that's a no go for me, big big time, because. Because if he, if Santa Claus can't have any concept of where that free stuff is coming from, he and I, he and I gonna have a problem. So I, 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 I would tend to say liberal um, for, for 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 Santa Claus. And um, even though I, I have, you know, when my kids were younger, of course, he used to tell them about Santa Claus and all the things that he bring for them on on Christmas Day. But but uh, they were kids; they're adults now. And I can tell them, I think Santa Claus is is a damn liberal who should not be a part of our lives. But, you know, hey, you still have to carry on the traditions, which I'm fine with. But, you know, I am, I don't believe there's anything as as a free lunch. I don't believe there's any such thing, which Milton Friedman, Friedman did express. And Santa, Santa Claus is living the dream of liberals, giving away free stuff. I mean, he, he can't tell us where he get the free stuff from, but he give, he give lots of it away. Well, you know, I, it, it is funny. I a little bit of pushback, I guess, on both of you guys. But one on, on that elf issue, you know, if he's uh, if he's paying these elves and cookies, but if they're responsible adults and that's uh, sufficient to them, <laughs> that's not a problem. Maybe maybe that works for those elves too. <laughs> yeah, I guess I get, you know you're right. I mean, it's mutually beneficial exchange, apparently, unless <laughs> unless maybe they're enslaved up there in the North Pole. Well, this I was, was going to say. I think I think some of that borders on slavery, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe maybe those elves, uh, you know, he's uh, keeping them from uh, developing a union or something. <laughs> the elf but, union. Yeah. The elves uh, nine ten or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And could they? Could could the elves? What what? Um, could they just one one Christmas decide? Well, you know, Santa, we're not working today. Is that allowed? Is that permitted? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. And you know, it's funny. I don't even know how many days a week or days a year those guys have to work. Uh, but, you know, they, another thing that was kind of funny, too, in the uh, points they made is that his sled is apparently uh, uh, not fueled by fossil fuels, but it's filled, fueled by, you know, magical, wishful magic. thinking. I guess. <laughs> so yeah. that should appeal to the, to the left crowd, too, I think. That's yeah. right. I guess free stuff. Here we go again. Free stuff. That's some of the other you can get from the North Pole to every home in in in, in the free world where where Christmas is celebrated on on, on zero energy, zero <laughs> energy. I mean this this is remarkable when you think about it. But here we go again, free stuff. I tell you, yeah. I, have, I have a problem with Santa. I really do. You know, and my grandson is gonna be here for Christmas, and I'm gonna tell him all about Santa. Oh, look what Santa brought for you. Look at really. Really? I'm going to be doing that. We don't. If it's free and he's not taxing anybody, I, I think I'm. I'm probably okay with. That. <laughs> as long as Santa doesn't start, you know, sending us a bill. <laughs> well, you know, Tim, uh, you get in the Christmas spirit. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, apparently we have a good guys with gun Christmas edition. So I uh, do. Well, I do. Yes, and. Um... Yeah, this this uh, emanates out of um, Florida, 
where a sheriff praises a homeowner for shooting the home invader and by saying he gave him, talking about the intruder, an early Christmas present, the sheriff said. Praised a, ho- a sheriff uh, from Florida praised a homeowner for standing his ground and shooting an attempted home invader on Wednesday. Gotta love this guy. The, the homeowner did exactly what he should have, Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd told WFLA-TV after a man in Lakeland, Florida, shot an intruder in his home. He had a gun. He knew how to use it. It was loaded, and he shot him a lot, Judd said. He gave him an early Christmas present. Only Santa Claus gets to come in your house, and Santa Claus is invited. According to police, a homeowner says an intruder tossed a flower pot through the glass French doors of the home in an attempt to gain entry from the back porch. The homeowner then uh, shot the intruder three times. Police arrived on the scene and found 42-year-old, you'd think this guy would be old enough to know better, Stephen Stillwell shot on the living room floor. Stillwell was rushed to the hospital and was in critical but stable condition. I'm proud of our homeowner for defending himself, Judd, the sheriff, uh, added. It's called a castle doctrine. He has the right to protect himself and his home from unknown intruders and probably from known intruders as well. The homeowner's name has not been revealed since the sheriff's office considers him a victim. The sheriff's office says the incident is under investigation and criminal charges are pending against Stillwell, who has a lengthy criminal record. I know this is a shock to everyone, but uh, anyway, so we'll see what uh, happens if Stillwell survives his his wounds. <laughs> so this guy, so this guy is not going to get the, um, the Santa Claus defense that he was trying to deliver some gifts. I guess he's not going to get that. <clears throat> Right, he was trying to take <laughs> take him away, I guess. Oh, you're talking about Stillwell. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the uh, intruder, right? The intruder, yes. The intruder, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, definitely um, not bringing, he was taking away. <laughs> well, you know, let, let's give a little love to that Sheriff uh, Grady Judd, too. I, we have an image of him, if we could pull that up, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, th- this is the guy who... Uh, is uh, standing up for a homeowner's right to self-defense, which in this day and age uh, is, oh. uh, you know, not not the uh, not the most common thing, I guess. So, yeah. So and I uh, don't know. Is is that a, a picture of um, the basketball player? Um, who am I thinking of? Played center position for the Los Angeles Lakers for so long. No, that's still well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jack, but, uh, but no, the uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I assume that's the uh, perpetrator in this case. But um, yeah. yeah, anyways, you know, I just thought it'd be uh, uh, nice to, to give this guy a little love since he's uh, apparently standing up for homeowners' right to self-defense. So you know, I have you know, to say, you know, but that's to- well, that, but that's an important point. You know, this whole issue of self-defense, which which people, which you know, especially the laws here in California. Have really made it difficult for people to defend themselves and defend their property, and I think the um, the Carl Rittenhouse trial was a watershed moment, and I'm glad to see. Well, first of all, I'm glad that Carl Rittenhouse got off because that was pure self-defense, and I'm glad to see law enforcement is actually highlighting cases where self-defense was used to defend life and property. I really am happy to see this. I, I hope. 
we are at a turning point of, of where <laughs> citizens, law-abiding citizens can defend their life and their property and the life of their families from these, these thugs who are trying to ruin our lives. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, right to self-defense and just sort of a bunch of Grinches during this Christmas season here, um, uh, apparently in San Francisco now, people are literally leaving their car trunks uh, open to avoid break-ins. It's become such a rash of these, uh, these Grinches running around just breaking windows to steal stuff out of people's cars uh, that, uh, you know, car owners now are just getting to the point where, well, why don't I just leave everything open? <laughs> and at least if they're going to steal stuff, they won't break the car too. So, um, you know, this is actually becoming a thing in, in San Francisco. And, uh, you know, obviously this is uh, uh, just crazy land, but that's that's kind of where we are. You guys have any thoughts on this whole thing? Tim, you want to go? Go ahead, Leon. Go, go ahead. Okay. But, you know, this this is the end result, this, this, this behavior that we're seeing from the law abiding now. <laughs> this is the end result of our elected leaders accepting lawlessness within our society. Not only they are accepting lawlessness, they are trying to tell us what kind of lawlessness we should accept. When we had the summer riots, those were mostly peaceful protests. When we had a thing on Capitol Hill, that was a coup, that was an insurrection. The point of the matter is here, we are now living in a society where our elected leaders were telling us about defending, about defunding the police. When the police is a critical part of our existence here, we cannot have liberty if we don't have law and order. And these people were promoting this garbage. In San Francisco in particular, London Breed, who was one of the people out there talking about defunding the police, recently she came about with this new thing. Oh, she don't care now. She, we cannot have these criminals uh, ruining our city. Well, this is what you were doing at the, at the beginning. This is what you're doing when you're trying to defund the police. This is what all your democratic friends were trying to do when they were trying to defund the police. Like trying to make law, trying to make lawlessness acceptable in society. So now our citizens are left with no choice. We can't defend ourselves because they're going to prosecute us. So now they're on the streets now, leaving their cars open so the criminals could come in and take a look and say, okay, there's nothing here to steal. This is madness in our society. And we got to turn the curve on this and turn the curve soon. Now we are hearing some of these people now trying to say, well, London Breed say, oh, now we're going to, she's going to be tough on crime. Oh, now we're going to do something to, to stop these criminals with all this smash and grab and everything else that's going on. We have Laurie Lightfoot now begging the federal government to come in now to help her with the, the, the unbelievable murder, murder and homicide and homicide that's going on in Chicago. Even though a year ago when Trump was president, Trump offered to go into Chicago and help Laurie Lightfoot solve her crime problems. But she didn't want it because it was coming from Donald Trump. Now she's begging Joe Biden to send in some of the, I think it's ATF troops, I think she's asking for, to send in some of them to help them with the crime problem. This is a big, big 
problem in our society and we better do something about it and do something about it really quick yeah i think uh you <clears throat> you use the word uh promoting this kind of activity and uh, did they not enact a law that made it um legal to steal a certain amount of of goods like six hundred dollars no, no, it's about nine fifty. Nine fifty. Is that yeah. and that was San Francisco and Los Angeles, right? Yeah, there's no, quite that's a all like over the state. California. Yeah, is it all, all over the state? Yeah, I, I think it's just it's uh, you know it, it's less enforced, I guess, uh, up there in in San Francisco and other places like that. But you know, we are getting close to the end of our show, so let's. Uh, this was a good segue to go right into our knucklehead noise patrol, where. Uh, we find someone who's saying some outlandish things. And since you're talking about Lori Lightfoot, she's our knucklehead this week <laughs> for Christmas. She's a, she's a Grinch who apparently when all of these smash and grab robberies are happening in her city and these, you know, they, they've just like in San Francisco, they have essentially asked for this by, you know, allowing so much of this to go on. Uh, and so you have all of these places where, they are having to board up and hire extra security. I mean, look at those boards on the window. That's crazy. And so what Lori Lightfoot said was she actually is blaming the businesses for this. <laughs> and so she said, we still have retailers who won't institute plans like having security officers in their stores, making sure that they've got cameras that are actually operational, locking up their merchandise at night, uh, uh, chaining high-end uh, bags, uh, these purses can be uh, something that is attracting a lot of organized retail theft units. Well, oh, what's your job, Lori? <laughs> your whole point. I mean, the, the government's main job is to protect people and their stuff. I, I just can't imagine this. And here, what is she getting paid for? To sit around and tell retailers to do a better job guarding their own stuff? Anyway, do you guys want to jump in on this? Tim, why don't you go first? Because we had to cut okay. off. I, I just want to say they're, they're raiding Louis Vuitton stores for purses. Um, wow. Uh, you know, if they were starving, um, uh, again, uh, this has been brought up before, but if they were starving, I think they would probably raid a grocery store, but no, they got to smash and grab Louis Vuitton purses out of here and, uh, and go and hawk them on uh, the internet or whatever they do, uh, and, uh, and make money that way. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's just the Wild West, I, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, it's, there's no word to describe it, but extremely bad. Go ahead, Leon. You know, London Breed said the same same damn nonsense. You know, when when um when Walgreens started to to leave uh, San Francisco, uh, she was saying, "Oh, it was other reasons, some uh, something else that uh, why they were leaving. It had to be their their profit margin or some nonsense like that." When it was clearly a security issue, Laurie Lightfoot, same damn nonsense. Oh, you, you know, they're not installing good security measures or any, any sort of thing like that. And these people will not sit down and think for one second that it is their policies that are causing these sort of smash and grabs to occur. And here in California, we spoke about it just, just a little while ago. 950, you're still less than 950. Oh, it's no big deal. You're encouraging crime. That's what's going on here. You're encouraging crime. And what do you think the criminals gonna do? They may be criminals, but they're not stupid. They're gonna go and they're gonna go where the good stuff is and take it and run away. And you're gonna be sitting around there, looking around and, and smiling and wondering what's gonna what's gonna happen next. 
But you know, the bigger problem here, though, the bigger problem here is the police are arresting people and these left-wing prosecutors are letting them go. They're putting them back on the streets. And well, but this the bigger is a problem, very big Leon, problem in our society. The bigger problem, Leon, is we're out of time. And unlike Lori Lightfoot, we don't have anybody else we can blame for it. So <laughs> uh, have a great Christmas, everybody. Thanks for watching us this year. And we'll see you next year. Thanks. Life, Thank you for watching the Knuckleheads of Liberty. Listen each week in Sacramento on Comcast Channel 17 for Knuckleheads of Liberty.